Hello, hello, my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Yay, you're here. Wow, you guys, today I am going to share my experience with COVID. Yes, I got COVID. And my hope in sharing my experience is, uh, it's a multitude of things. It's um, sharing with you kind of preventative things that I was doing and had been doing for a very long time. Um, Also, the things that I did in the thick of it, um, my experience with the symptoms, and really my whole family um, actually was exposed. Three of us out of four experienced symptoms, and my youngest did not, thank God. So um, first, I have to make a disclaimer, okay? I'm going to read this disclaimer because as I share this information, it must be very clear that I am not a medical doctor. No material in this podcast is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I always advise you to seek the advice of your holistic-focused physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have listened to in this podcast. Um, it's really important that I that I come to you with this disclaimer because I am here to share my experience and I want to be very clear and there's going to be a couple things that are going to be a little bit different um, in listening to this podcast about COVID. Now, I want to acknowledge that I work every single day in keeping my body healthy. I wake up, I rebound, meaning I jump on a trampoline, very, very good for your lymphatic system. I drink a huge glass of my morning tonic, which includes ginger, turmeric, uh, of the root and the spice, um, along with um, lemon and a little bit of coconut oil and pepper to help you absorb all the goodness of the turmeric, the curcumin. Okay. Um, and then I exercise every single morning. All right. I do yoga, I go hiking or I do weights. That's kind of like my regimen. I go through those three every other day. Um, I also get sunshine. I get outside and I meditate. Okay. Yes. I do all of these things day in and day out to take care of myself. Now, I haven't always operated this way. And a lot in this podcast, I share with you the tools that we have in order to maintain balance in our body, to truly give our minds, our bodies, and souls what it needs. And also connection, being connected to the people around you, which is so important. So I say this because this is something I do every single day. These are the things that I work at, I take time, I use my resources, my energy to expend in self-care. And I, it has become so apparent when our bodies get sick, how important this work is before. Okay. So, so important. Now I'm going to be sharing some strategies I use to support my body and kind of go through kind of the healing that occurred in this process and kind of, I want to really give you a different perspective of this illness and disease that is happening in our world, I want to shift our view of it because the problem is, is that 
The most horrendous actions our government and media have taken over the course of this, I call it pandemic, have not only count, caused countless deaths, but have ruined the livelihood and stability of not only this nation, but families. And what just angers me so much is that after experiencing this, which I do not wish this upon any uh, my worst enemies, which I don't have any enemies, thank God. I, I, I really don't. I don't. I'm not going to hold grudges, right? Or be upset or not forgive because that is, that's just really negatively impacting me. And there's no point in that. Okay. So we're not going to hold on to any resentment here, but here's the thing. There are three major things that our government has done that has completely suppressed the opportunity we have with this virus. I know an opportunity. What? Yes, there's a huge opportunity here. And I'm hoping that I, as I go through my experience, what I did, what I used, um, that you will start to see kind of through the illusion, uh, and, and really start to understand that there, there's a huge opportunity here in this, in experiencing this virus. Okay. Now the first thing that we have been constantly spoon fed is fear porn. Okay, with the relentless reporting of deaths and COVID cases, it's only keeping the American people in a state of fear. This is criminal. Fear not only suppresses our immune system, but keeps people in a state where they can literally not critically think for themselves. Okay, and this is interesting because a, a, an anti-anxiety drug recently has been proven to be effective against hospitalization. It's called fluvoxamine, and it's an antidepressant that was shown to may, maybe prevent serious illness in COVID-19 patients. Why? Why is this? Isn't that interesting? Because people are so afraid that when they get this virus, have we heard of the fucking placebo effect? They think they're dying. They literally think they're dying. What do you think that tells your body? Your body is now under a huge state of stress. Not only is the immune system doing everything it can to quote unquote fight this virus, but now with this anxiety and this fear, you are suppressing your immune system even more. Okay. And this is just, it's criminal. It is so criminal. And also again, when we're in a state of fear, we cannot make good decisions. We are operating from our, rep, uh, our, our amphibian brain, our reptilian brain, right? So what happens is we cannot make good decisions. So all these people you think that are in fear, that are living in masks and gloves and, and inside their homes, what do you think is happening? Their immune system is not going to be strong enough because they're in constant fear. And this is one of the most fucking criminal things that the government has done. And we know this in so many levels that fear suppresses our immune system. Number two is there's been no advice or attention on prevention or early treatment. The jab has been the only focus for our administration, which is not only experimental, but has never been proven to be safe or effective. Also, Pfizer wants to take 75 years to bring their study of their vaccine to the masses and to the public. Thank God a judge has recently given them 75 days. But this is exactly the issue. Not only do the shots not prevent the illness, but the jabbed person can also spread the disease as well. 
Okay. So here's the issue is that the only, the only focus of our government and administration and the CDC has been get the vaccine, get the experimental ineffective, not sure if it's safe vaccine rather than talking about how do we get healthier? How do we actually prevent? How can we use inexpensive drugs like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which have been demonized and kept from the public? Because even though they have been highly effective against COVID, also the monoclonal antibodies. How much have you heard about this? Not very much if you watch the news. And I am hoping if you listen to this podcast, you are not watching the news, okay? That is not where you're going to get legitimate information. That's propaganda. It's brainwashing. Stop watching the news. But these antibodies have been withheld from public, even though they are extremely effective in treating COVID. They've also shown to work quickly and more powerfully, lending our bodies a hand to prevent the virus from taking hold and causing serious infection. So, if you are listening to the news, all you're hearing is get it, get it, get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. You are not being told on how to prevent it through healthy lifestyle advice or to early treatment. Okay. Again, fucking criminal. Third, the, again, the suppression of real health advice. Now check this out. The CDC just acknowledged that 80% of deaths from COVID were in people who had four or more core comorbidities. What? They also are reporting on the fact that people who are obese are in much higher risk of severe symptoms and even death. Really? Wow. Thanks. Thanks for finally telling us, right? So lockdowns, face masks, vaccines, and fear porn is basically the entirety of the government strategy. And it has failed and has caused more harm than good. The thing is, here is what I want to get into. This is going to be a huge part of my message, okay? And I'm going to share with you in my experience, I'm going to go through my whole progression of my experience of COVID. But here is the gist of it. What the government media, Big Pharma, will never disclose because it completely takes their power away is that our bodies are extremely intelligent, okay? Extremely intelligent. Our bodies know what to do. But what's happened is basically the the government media, the CDC, the WHO, basically is stripping people of their innate power and basically telling them this is the only thing that works. Get a vaccine, wear a mask, stay home. All right? And this breaks my heart because of what this strategy has done to the public. It has stripped people's livelihoods, their jobs, It is, I mean, the inflation that's happening, all of the things that are happening because of the mismanagement of this pandemic. All right. So, um, first, as before I go in and share my experience, I want to, I really want to, again, acknowledge that I have grown to live a very conscious, healthy lifestyle. Okay. So what I share with you is based upon that these are fundamentals that I do every single day, okay? Now, not everyone has the time, the resources um, to, to do what I get to do, right? I get to work out. I get to eat healthy. I get to meditate. Now, I do make time for all of this. It is a number one priority, 
In my household, the queen eats first. There's no like, oh, let me take care of everyone else and then I'll take care of me. I am not at the bottom of my totem pole. I am at the very top. And for a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, that's so selfish. Well, that's fucking bullshit. And I'm sorry that you've been conditioned to believe that. But taking care of oneself is the most selfless thing that we can do because then we show up in our lives and in our families as full. We're not sitting there resentful thinking, oh, I'm a martyr. I'm a victim of my life. No, you fucking take control of your life. You take control of your health. Very passionate about this. I'm so fucking sick of moms being the martyr, being the victim. When there's another way, you don't have to live like that. You have an opportunity to change your life right now. And I really believe that this quote unquote virus is one of the most awakening experiences of humanity to tell us to get the fuck out of our own way, start taking care of ourselves, start prioritizing our lives in a way that we can show up in our families and in life as the most powerful, optimal version of us. Okay? So passionate about this, you guys. All right. We're going to back up a little bit. And I wanted to share that because when you experience a, a shift in your health, and kind of a compromise in your health, it depends on where you are. If you're not already healthy, your body has a lot more to do, okay? It's kind of swimming upstream. This is why I am so fucking passionate about getting this message to mothers, about truly investing time and resources into their health. You invest your time and resources places, and you just got to open your eyes and say, what am I doing? How do I want to shift? Where do I want to change? And that is exactly, you need to cultivate that awareness. Okay. All right. So, um, let's go back. My husband, well, first I believe, uh, my brother was the kind soul that all brought us this opportunity to upgrade. Yes. Did you hear that? I said opportunity to upgrade. Now I look at sickness very different than most people. I don't see it as Oh, I'm sick. My body's struggling and I, I, I don't know what to do. Okay. I view sickness as an opportunity to heal, to upgrade, to really increase the power of my immune system and to truly move through kind of like a caterpillar stage. I really feel that in sickness, it's like we're caterpillar soup and things are shifting. Things are occurring in the body. Things are changing so that when we fucking break out of that cocoon, we're going to be the fucking butterfly we're here to be. And we're going to fly off and we're going to be magnificent and we're going to be beautiful and we're going to be the optimal version of us. Okay. So sickness to me is almost like the cocoon state of a caterpillar right? So my brother, uh, was, was sick. We saw him on January 5th. He had symptoms. He wasn't feeling well. And he opted to, uh, come to dinner at my family, at my parents' house. 
Now, not once am I mad at my brother, just so that you all know, I'm not upset with him at all. This is something that eventually everyone is going to experience. It's just like the cold, it's the flu. And although it's man-made out of gain of function research, and it is a little bit more intense than what I have experienced, it is something that the more we try to fight it and stay away from it, the more fear, the more susceptible we are going to be to this, uh, to the kind of the darkness and the evil that this, this virus is, is really attuned to in the collective consciousness. I hope that made sense. If not, just stay with me. Okay. So about a week later, my husband began to show symptoms. And then two days later, my son, uh, my eldest son had symptoms. And basically it went like this. My, my eldest son, um, fevered for three days straight. Now let's talk about the fever for a minute because fevers is, are one of the most powerful fundamental mechanisms the body has in order to help heal the body. Hippocrates said, give me a fever and I can cure any disease. Now fever represents this universal, ancient, and usually a very beneficial response to infection. The problem is, is that most people suppress the fever and this has very harmful effects. Okay. Very harmful effects because the fever is the body treating itself with heat. Okay. So what happens during a fever? Basically an infective agent like a bacteria virus is engulfed by a part of the immune system. And then a series of chemical reactions take place and cause the thermostat of the body, right? The set point to turn down. Now the body perceives its normal temperature to be so low and begins to generate more heat by shivering and conserving heat by constricting the blood vessels, which limits the blood flow to the skin and basically shuts down the sweating mechanism. This is what causes the chills. Now, The immune system also releases chemicals that provoke sleep to help preserve energy for fighting against the infecting germs. This is why we get so exhausted when we're sick is because the immune system is basically siphoning all the energy of the body to protect it. Now, here's the inner, here is the problem is that most of us want to take Tylenol, ibuprofen, Aleve, whatever it is to, to not, to suppress the fever. But the fever is the body's way of healing it. So this is so important because so many people give their kids Tylenol or, you know, fever reducing medicines, but it's the last thing you want to do for an ill child and can in fact, both prolong the illness and actually cause more harm than good. So in my son's experience, I allowed, he just fevered. He fevered. I was with him. I kept an eye on him. He, I made sure he drank tons of liquids. He did experience, his experience was more flu-like. He threw up a couple of times and he fevered for three days. And then, he, and then it took him a three or four more days to be completely back to normal. My husband had also one full day of major aches. And he, he um, had aches. He ended up taking Tylenol without my approval, but that it's not, that's him. I, uh, that is not, I am, it's his body. It's his, whatever his experience is. And he ended up prolonging the effects and ended up having aches 
for days. Now, I started to notice on Friday evening, um, this was two, three Fridays ago, whatever, it doesn't matter at this point, I started to feel pressure in the back of my head, okay? So I started to feel really strange. I started to feel tired, went to sleep, woke up that morning, and I had aches. I was in bed for a full day, achy, achy, achy. I could barely move. Now, I knew that this was the experience I was having. There was not one moment that I was trying to fight the virus. Now, here's what I want to talk about. This is so fucking vital. The mindset that you take in to when your body is in the cocoon state and upgrading is so fucking paramount. You can choose to be scared, to fight it, to be angry, to not want to be in this place of resistance. And all you're doing is causing your body more harm than good. The worst thing that I could have done is start Googling Omicron symptoms and start to look at all of the things that I should expect. The mental aspect of your experience is everything. So what did I do? Okay. What did I do? Well, one of the biggest things that I did, and I'm going to go through some of the treatments and all the vitamins and minerals and things that I did. I'm going to share that with you. I did not go get tested nor did I go to the doctor or tell it. I I knew innately I trusted my body. So what I did is I spent a lot of time, I would say maybe half of the day, listening to binaural beats, meditation music, healing frequencies in a state of meditation. And so I literally rested. Now, my husband chose to watch Netflix and binge on Netflix and be on his phone. Now, I'm not saying this is bad or anything else, but this is what most people do. They sit and they binge on Netflix. They watch a bunch of crap. They watch the news. They sit on their phone. Their body is in fight or flight. I knew that I had to get my body in a healing state. And how we do this is complete rest and digest. So my main focus on this first day was relaxation, meditation, okay? That was so important. And even more important, I loved myself through it. I loved my body. I thanked my body. I was in such deep gratitude for what my body was doing, and I trusted it. I trusted it. I loved it. And I knew that it was protecting me and that it was using the innate technology that I have, that you have, that is always working to heal. You feel me on this? Do you see the very two different perspectives we can have in this situation? We can be in fear and resistance, or we can be in total acceptance and surrender. And I chose acceptance and surrender. Now, did it make it a better experience? Well, probably because I wasn't mind-fucking myself through the whole thing, right? This is the problem. Most people are getting sick. They're in fear. They're watching the news, right? They're, they're, they're like, oh, I, I got the vaccine. I should be fine. When the reality is no, that's not the reality. So what we want to do is we are shifting the way that we look 
at our experience in the moment, okay? All right. So now we're going to get to some good stuff, okay? So I had one day of major aches, major aches. The next day, I actually felt pretty good. I was like, oh, I stayed, I rested. I had, my energy was zapped. This is one thing that um, a lot of people that have shared with me that have had the experience of this virus is the energy is just like zapped out of you. Now, this is good. This is so good. One, this means you need to rest. And two, it means your immune system is doing what it needs to do. So that evening on the second day that I had it, the full day, I did fever that night and I ended up having a horrible headache, a most awful headache that night. And I could not sleep. I could not do anything. So I did take a half, a hundred milligrams of Tylenol. It's the only thing we had. My husband had it, um, which got rid of my headache um, and my headache did not come back. So that was a miracle. Now, I'm going to use these miraculous conventional medicines if I have to. This is the thing about living this lifestyle. It's not about pushing all of this, you know, uh, acute um, medicine right away. It's like, no, let's integrate and use it as an ally because I would have been up for days. I don't know if I could have gotten rid of that, the headache. It was so horrible. And there are very few times that I've gotten headaches like this, and I will resort to that if I cannot get rid of it. Now, I did, I did move through it for about 12 hours, and then I just could not do it anymore. I couldn't sleep, so there's that. So I, I just, I, I'm sharing this because a lot of times when you live this lifestyle, you think that you know you can't use anything, or it's not about being fucking perfect. It's about recognizing on when to use these medicines as an ally, not a crutch, not as something you take every day or every week, because one, they're horrible on the liver, horrible on the liver. So, and the liver is the main detoxifying uh, organ of the body. And so we need the liver to be in the utmost best condition. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to start going through the main things um, that I did to upgrade, detoxify, and help the healing in my body happen. Now, please note the language that I'm using. These are the things I did to help support my body in its healing and detoxification process. I am in caterpillar soup. I am recognizing that these processes must happen for me to upgrade, for me to become the fucking amazing butterfly that I am, that you are, okay? So number one top priority Number one thing I did is I managed my fear and anxiety. This was number one. I, because stress depletes the immune system, my mindset was the number one thing that I focused on. Okay? It was where am I at? How am I giving gratitude to my body? Am I in a fearful state or am I moving continuously back to that rest, digest in a calm state? That was my number one thing. This is the number one thing that I recommend when you are moving through this or any sickness or illness. View this as an upgrade. View this as an opportunity to integrate and to heal the body in a larger perspective, okay? Now, fortunately, I practice meditation daily and I have for about four years, 
Okay, so I'm extremely aware of my mind's influence on my body and every physical manifestation that I experience. So keeping a calm and in the moment perspective was top priority. So what did I do? I listened to binaural beats. I listened to um, guided meditations, uplifting music. Instead of watching fear-based shows on Netflix or other streaming options, I only chose to intake information from Gaia TV, which is conscious streaming. I also, on the second day, had energy to read. The first day, I was in bed. So the second day, I actually started reading books and some of these inspirational things that just I love. Okay, so mentally, I was all in. Second thing is I welcomed the healing and thanked my body constantly to the healing and detoxifying it was doing. In the moments of the most discomfort, I just sat in deep gratitude for how strong and powerful my body was. And I trusted everything that was happening. I surrendered to the experience and allowed it to unfold. I allowed it to unfold. I didn't fight it. Okay? Do you see how much underlying message this is in fucking life? When we are faced with something so challenging as the, the body not being able to physically do what it, what it normally does, it can get you into a very dark place. That's why the mental aspect of keeping calm, knowing that what's happening, taking the mental perspective that this, I am healing, I am detoxifying, I am upgrading is so important. Okay. All right. So the next thing, now I want to get into what are some actual supplements and things that I took. Okay. Now, I did not go and get a prescription for ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I didn't get monoclonal antibodies, okay, which are all been shown to be effective, okay? So if you are, and I really do believe if people are not in the best state of health, these medicines are your ally. And these ways of helping the body support is so important. You can still use that in the same essence of also keeping that mindset and the body in a relaxed space. So important. Okay. But I'm not going to be talking about that here because it's not what I used. All right. So I just want to be clear there. Okay. The very first thing that I did when the symptoms were coming is I took something called oxycococcium. (laughs) It's spelled O-S-C-I-L-L-O-C-O-C-C-I-N-U-M. Okay. This is something that is made by boron. Boron, I think. I think it's boron. They make two different kinds, cold calm and this one, which is more for flu symptoms. Now, I started taking this on Friday night. I took it for three days for every six hours that I was awake, okay? I truly believe, and I don't have any proof of this, but I truly believe that it, it shortened my symptoms, my physical symptoms, by days, maybe even a week. Um, My husband was not, again, he was not as consistent um, with taking this. So, and he actually experienced symptoms a lot longer, the physical uh, symptoms. So, I don't even, I can't even pronounce it. Oscocoxinum. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. So um, this is something that I always, I have this and the cold calm by Born. Always, always. It's always in my home and in my medicine toolkit all the time. So anytime the symptoms first come on, that is when you want to use these things. Okay. So, so important. And basically what it has been shown in clinical studies is to also help reduce both the duration and severity of flu-like symptoms, such as body aches, headaches, 
Um, it's a homeopathic product and it is in, it's incredible. Um, it really did, I believe, shorten the duration. So, you know, for fevers and chills, fatigued, and they are like, the kids love them. They are taste like sugar, basically sugar, quick dissolving pellets that you put underneath your tongue. Okay. Highly, highly, highly recommend that. Uh, uh, Boron, it's B-O-I-R-O-N, and they also make something called Cold Calm, so more for colds. So highly, highly recommend this uh, homeopathic uh, medicine, okay? Can't, can't, I really can't recommend it enough. Okay, so I started taking that uh, right away, and I was on it, okay? Every six hours that I was awake, I was taking them, all right? Okay, the next thing that I, now I want to go into the supplements that I was taking, okay? The supplements. Now, these are supplements that I I take almost daily, uh, but I was adamant about making sure my body had these. Number one is high quality magnesium. Again, I wanted to be in a very calm and relaxed state. You guys, I am about to tell you the most incredible magnesium I have ever, ever, ever experienced. It's by upgraded formulas. It is the best magnesium I have found. And the difference with this is that the company focuses on delivering the magnesium in nanoparticles, which basically delivers the nutrient into the cell much easier and faster. A lot of times supplements, the molecules are way too big for the uh, cell to actually absorb it. Uh, by far the best magnesium. I would take them at night and during the day, I can. I just felt so relaxed. I take them daily, okay? I give my kid one, I, my husband and I take two before bed. Unbelievable. The second thing I took was iodine and zinc, also by upgraded formulas. Now, let me tell you, iodine is, one, is a very important supplement for detoxification, okay? And so is zinc. I mean, zinc is essential for immune function, growth, and repair of the body, okay? Um, iodine is just so important for detoxification, and so many of us don't have it. Also, by upgraded formulas. You guys, I am I'm obsessed with this supplement line. Um, and I'm not an affiliate, so you can know I have no interest in trying to sell you these. I'm giving you my heart here because the iodine and zinc that they do is a liquid and you put it in water. So basically, I put those in water because iodine is hard for the kids to take. It tastes like shit. So um, those are both things that I did. Another big one I did is vitamin D3 and K2. Um, I, this, I love the Designs for Health brand. You can see these in my immune system protocol in the link below. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do a full script protocol in this um, in this podcast, in the show notes, you guys can click on it and see what I use and the brands that I love, okay? Uh, vitamin C, probiotics, um, GABA, which is really important for moods. Um, and that is something also I took at night. It's something that I'm starting to give the kids based on Dr. Roseanne Kapana Hodge, uh, her recommendation to help me with some things that I've been going through with my son um, and also fish oil. Okay. And then I would also take um, a multivitamin. All right. So again, we always need to get and really look getting our nutrients through food. But when the body is so is going through the stage of repairing and regenerating and healing, it's really important we give it what it needs. Okay. All right. The next thing that I did is I got sunshine daily. Okay, now 
I am so blessed. I live in the Southwest where we basically get sunshine the majority of the year. Fortunately, we had mid-50s and sunny weather during the time I was healing. I laid in the sun for like an hour with the majority of my skin exposed. I literally put on some shorts and a little bra and I laid outside and I was like just like the rotisserie chicken. And I was just allowing the sunshine. I did cover my face, okay? I have age spots and melasma. So I try to not get a lot of sun on my face. Um, but I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. Getting sunshine, getting some sort of natural light is so important to the body. Um, and I still do this. Is Every day I try to get sunshine 15 to 20 minutes. I truly believe that sunshine is this free source of energy. And it literally clears our energetic field. It helps our metabolism. It helps our gut, our microbiome, us producing vitamin D3, which is a hormone. I can't stress it enough, okay? All right. The next things I did is coffee enemas. I did three to four coffee enemas because one of the major issues we face when we heal is that because our body is detoxifying, our liver has a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. So it can get congested. So anything we can do to help it is key. Now, coffee enemas, what happens, if you want to learn more about this, Google the Gerson Institute and coffee enemas. The Gerson Institute is in Mexico, and they help people heal from major cancers. I mean, literally people with stage four cancers are healing through this institute. And basically what they do is they do all through nutrition, supplementation, and coffee enemas. And the coffee enemas, what happens is the palm, I think it's palmitic acid in the coffee basically stimulates the liver to make glutathione. Glutathione is the mother of all antioxidants. And so not only is this helping cleanse the liver and to get it, getting that antioxidant going, but it's helping decongest it, which is so important, right? Okay. The next thing I did, because one of the things that I experienced, this was much more flu-like in the beginning. I didn't have a lot of congestion. It was more body aches, fever, exhaustion, fatigue. The next thing I did is I would say, do saline rinses every day. Now, I first heard about, now, and I would put iodine in it. Okay, now check this out. I first heard about this strategy from Dr. Peter McCullough on the Joe Rogan podcast. If you have not heard that podcast, OMG, you have to listen to it. Joe Rogan is on Spotify. He has one with Dr. Robert Malone. Highly recommend. There's a couple more, but those are the two of the, my absolute favorite ones. But what I loved is that he uses the saline rinse with iodine and it just, it's mind blowing because he talks about how iodine sanitizes the nasal passages. And this strategy is super helpful after being in a space with a lot of people or around someone who may have been exposed. Maybe you're traveling in an airplane. So I clean my nasal passages nightly anyway, the neti pot, the saline rinse. I do that every night anyway. Um, but using iodine, I noticed that my congestion would literally disappear. Okay, so about day five or six, I started to get more congestion. Um, now, I don't recommend you doing this all the time because iodine is literally uh, cleansing or um, uh, sanitizing it. And the thing is, our nose has its own microbiome and sanitizing it consistently can have a long-term damaging effect. I only use this tactic when I believe that I was, I was exposed or in this case, needed help and healing with my congestion, okay? So what I noticed is I would do it with the iodine and I would not be congested at all at night, which is really big. You know, we want to sleep clear nasal. I would also use nose strips on my nose so that I was able to breathe those. No, there's not the pore 
you know, the poor lifters, <laughs> the blackhead lifters. It's the one that opens the, nail, the uh, nasal passages. I've talked about this on my podcast before. Okay. The next thing is I had a shit ton of liquids. I had very little appetite for food. And honestly, my body didn't have much energy to digest anything. That was one thing that I noticed too. I got super constipated. Um, so um, my body was just not moving. So I focused on a lot of filtered water, added sea salt for extra minerals and electrolytes, herbal teas. I got a coconut and drank that. Um, uh, fresh pressed vegetable juices. Um, you know, not a lot of sugary juices. I stayed away from sugar. Uh, completely, which yes, we can all do that because sugar just suppresses the immune system, just like fear. So we just got rid of that. Um, and then bone broth. So bone broth was big. I usually in the winter months make bone broth twice a week. Um, I uh, have a recipe that I'll go ahead and put, I'll put some links of all my, all the good stuff that I'm sharing here. So you have access to that. Um, bone broth has tons of bioavailable nutrients, minerals, protein, and it keeps the body hydrated. It is so good for you. So I would literally drink bone broth the entire time. Okay. Uh, lots of green and herbal teas. Um, the next thing is rest, rest, and rest. This was the hardest part for me. I literally had no energy, so I didn't have much of an option. Um, so resting was really big. The kids were home. We went to bed early. We slept in late. I would nap in the afternoon. Yes, that it was just kind of the reality. It was very, um, very difficult, to be honest with you, for me to just rest and be in my home and not do anything. Um, and of course, meditation, all right? Meditation is key, keeping the body in a calm state. Okay, now I'm going to go through and I'm going to share I, what I believe was the worst part of it, okay? Which is really interesting because of how much I focused on meditation and calming. Um, the most challenging part of this experience was about around day five and seven, and I was experiencing very high levels of anxiety and even depression. Um it, it was it was beyond what I what I had expected. And a lot of my friends that had gone through this said the same thing. They felt really down, really depressed, really anxious. I don't know the reason of this, of what exactly is happening in the body. But here is something that's so important. Because I practice meditation, because I know that I am not my mind, I am not my thoughts. I was able to view my experience as the observer. Now, this did not make it any easier, but I knew that I was not anxiety. I knew that I was not depression. I knew that this was part of the experience I was going through. So what did I do? I did more meditation. I got in the sunshine. I found some things that inspired me and brought me joy. This lasted about three or four days, my friends. Now, I have had bouts of anxiety and depression before in my life, like because I was drink too much alcohol, I ate shitty, I was super stressed out. Um, you know, over the past five, 10 years, one, I've given up alcohol. I drink very rarely, maybe a glass of wine and a beautiful dinner or something like that. But other than that, I do not drink alcohol anymore. I do not believe in it. I, it does not serve me. I am a much better human without it. Yes, I've even found friends that don't drink alcohol. It's amazing. I love it. I mean, just if you want to like seriously up, like bring your life to a higher level, stop drinking alcohol. It's a depressant, kills your liver, and it's horrible for you. So I know you don't, probably don't want to hear that because everyone likes drinking, but to me, it's just not not in my realm of uh, experience anymore. Um, so the thing is, is that I've gone through this, but it felt different and it, it really felt different. Like I literally felt so depressed. 
um, I had a really hard time doing anything. Like, I mean, just, uh, just unloading the dishwasher, making a meal, responding to a text, right? It was so hard. Everything was so hard. I just witnessed myself through all this and I used the tools that I know that I use meditation, right? Connection, sunshine, and, and I and I loved myself through it. Okay. Thank God it did not last more than three to four days. It was really awful. Okay. So that was that now I am almost a week and a half in from it. Um, just really starting yesterday, I have more energy. Um, I feel back to normal. I really do. I feel good. Um, I feel like now I can create. Just sitting here with you doing a podcast was impossible for me. Um, I think that was part of my depression as I wasn't able to create. I wasn't able to write. I felt stuck and stagnant and icky. You know, I wasn't able to move. Now I'm exercising again. I'm rebounding. I'm doing all the things that fill me up and bring me joy. So this is my transmission of my experience through COVID. Here are the things that I hope you can take away. One, the mental perspective that you choose to look at this when you get sick from this or anything else is everything, all right? If you can see yourself going through a transformation, upgrading, healing, detoxifying, loving yourself through this, thanking your body, being so in aligned and in tuned, knowing that your body's got you, it is amazing. I can't tell you how fucking grateful I am for this this universe. I get to live it in this universe that has been working for, you know, a week and a half to get me back to where I am. Like it's really magnificent. And so many of us just don't appreciate. We fight the virus. We feel awful. We feel victims. We feel like martyrs. We just uh, uh, uh. like I understand it sucks, but it's your perspective, so choose it. You can look at one thing from an infinite amount of perspectives. Right? Just start looking at your life. How do you want to view something? How do you want to view an experience? This is an opportunity. right? Be caterpillar soup. Be in it. Love it. Surrender it. Accept it. I guarantee you are going to heal so much quicker than if you try and fight it and live in fear. All right, That's really the number one thing I wanted to share about my experience was choosing a different perspective is everything. Now, of course, I shared with you all of the things that I did, and I'm going to give you links below in the show notes in hopes that you can utilize some of this stuff. I want to give you access. I want you to know what I did. Of course, this is not medical advice. Again, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. All right, I'm just expressing my experience, and I hope that through this it inspires you. Number one, start fucking taking care of yourself. Okay? Start. Move your body. Drink water. Eat real whole food. Okay? Get in some sunshine. Get in nature. Connect to people you love. There's nothing more important than your health. Right? Nothing. So you need to reprioritize stuff? Do it. Right? Stop drinking and feeling like shit when you wake up in the morning and getting on the cycle. Like just, it's not doing anything for you. We want to take care of these universes that we live in. This is what all this podcast is about, is empowering you to step into your power because it is time for us to become the optimal versions of us. We don't have any more fucking time to waste, right? We have to stand up, rise up now. Okay, my friends. (sighs) Thank you. I love you. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share this experience. Um... 
get on my email list if you're not on there yet. I'm, I share the podcast. I share a lot of things that are going on. Um, you know, I'm, I'm connected with a lot of amazing people doing a lot of work, sharing their work. So if you just want to be connected, join me on my email list. Come join us in the Hippie Moms Facebook group. Just start getting connected to people that are on this path. Um, find your tribe because we're here. We're waiting for you. And um, it's time. It's time. All right. Thank you. I love you. And uh, I'll catch you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.